Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And today I have a guest on. Her name is Brittany. We met on Instagram. I found her Instagram account after searching Christian entrepreneur, I believe, or something to do with Christians. I'm always looking for Christian people to be on the podcast to share their skills and talents. Brittany uses her Instagram account to encourage, empower, and educate other women who are career-driven and follow the Word of God. She gives tips on how to do your job in service with bringing God glory. She discusses how God has given us certain gifts and gifts to be used to bring glory to Him through our work. She is working to help women that have gotten into the hustle culture, which has become a very popular thing nowadays. And if you don't know what that is, keep listening. Brittany explains the difference between workaholic and hustle culture. I got a lot out of this podcast episode. I love talking with Brittany. She put a lot of good ideas in my head. She planted a lot of seeds, and I hope this podcast is helpful for you. You get a lot out of it. And if you enjoy it, please share with your friends and family. And if you're listening to this episode on iTunes, please give it a review. All right, let's get started. We're recording. Would you like to say your name, where you're from and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So hello, everyone. (laughs) My name is Brittany. Um, I currently live in San Diego and uh, grew up in LA, moved down to San Diego about 10 years ago and live here now with my husband. And I work for a company that's actually based up in San Francisco, a tech company. And I work as the um, senior product marketing lead for CoreTech for North America. Okay. Um, so can you talk about your Instagram a little, cause that is actually how I found you. Um, and I really like it. So I would love for you to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in January, um, 2020, I started an Instagram account called purpose driven homebody. And really the heart behind that account was that I felt like the Holy spirit was really putting on my heart to encourage and empower other women who, like me, are really career-driven and have really big career aspirations and want to do really big things with our careers. However, we also want to make sure that we're doing that in service of bringing God glory, that that is actually just part of um, how God can use us on earth as opposed to making our career the reason that we exist or making our career the source of our value and our purpose. And so that balance and struggle has been something that I've wrestled with for I think my entire life, honestly. (laughs) I feel like I can remember moments in middle school where that started. Um, And so I wanted to start the Instagram as a way to, again, just kind of encourage other women who also struggle like I do with this, but then also it kind of just helps hold me accountable to being really intentional about how I do live my day-to-day life so that I don't kind of fall back in as easily <laughs> to uh, the struggle of just being like this workaholic and having um, work be my idol and like the reason that I exist. Yeah. And I, that's what I loved about your Instagram because I feel like I struggle with the same exact thing. So when I was like all the way back to like 
high school and college, like I would start to feel connected to God and like pray. And, you know, like at least at the time I was like trying, I didn't know much about being a Christian. I actually knew nothing about being a Christian. Um, but I wanted to be connected with God and in my attempts, whether they're right or wrong, I would always like get stuck out of, like I would be in it. I would be feeling connected. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to college and I'd drop it. And Mm -hmm. I would stop doing all that. And I'd be, you know, stuck in this worldly, um, you know, all the things that I need to do here instead of realizing like, um, I could pray before I do my schoolwork. I could pray before, you know, before everything really. Um, so I'm currently learning that now, like I am even now, with my podcast being dedicated to uh, sharing the word of God, I still am like, okay, like this morning I prayed, but like I was going to just jump in and start doing work, you know? So (laughs) I can definitely relate with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing because I think um, the enemy is just really tricky that way where I feel like God has given us these talents and these gifts and these passions Uh, And he wants us to use all of those things to advance his kingdom on this earth, to share about him so that he can use our message, use us as tools, right? To kind of tear the, uh, what's the phrase, Um, remove the veil from people so that they can turn their hearts and become believers as well. And so God created us with these passions and these talents. And he's like, use this to bring me glory. And then the enemy though, um, quickly can kind of turn what God, what God wants us to use for him. And the enemy can kind of trick us into using these talents and these gifts and these passions to actually just bring ourselves glory and to just become a slave to the thing of like of this world. And so it is, um, it's been amazing to get to meet people like you who also struggle with this, but who are really trying to fight against our human nature, fight against the enemy uh, who is trying to convince us that, you know, to look at ourselves as opposed to like looking at Christ and what he wants us to do. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely like a big prayer for myself and for just everyone with the struggle to really have the wisdom and discernment to keep their eyes on God and be super aware of how the enemy's um, twisting um, our mindset to use our gifts to glorify ourselves instead of glorifying God. Yeah, that was beautifully said. <clears throat> Um, do you want to dive into what the hustle culture is? Cause you had mentioned that before. Yes, I definitely do. Okay. So also really, um, something that really drove me to start this Instagram account, um, was that I really got sucked up in something called the hustle culture. And it's funny because if you think back like years ago, people, I think really just called it like being a workaholic. But I feel like that being a workaholic, like the whole idea of that has gone through this like public relations, like rebranding. And now we call it hustle culture. And whereas we look at being a workaholic as something negative and having negative connotations, we somehow look at hustle culture and like glamorize it, <laughs> and like make it something that like people want to be a part of. And so it's just super interesting to like kind of think about that transition of these two things that are very similar concepts except I think that there are slightly different nuances. For example, the fact that hustle culture is glamorized and seen in a really positive light, whereas the idea of being a workaholic is not. And then another thing that I feel like is a slight difference, but is a key to hustle culture is just this um, relentless positivity. 
where like everything is just so positive and like just you taking control of your life. And I even um, looked up a couple like quotes on Pinterest to like share with you to like kind of uh, try to um, really drive home like what the idea of like hustle culture and like what I mean and it's like these quotes are like rise and grind um work like there is someone else working 24 hours a day seven days a week to take your dream away from you um grind while they rest so that you can live like they dream hustlers don't sleep they nap and like no and then the last one's like nobody cares work harder and it's just incredible I think to think about like that this is something that we um we as like a generation, I feel like, like the royal we really glamorize this idea of just like grinding yourself into the ground to make your dreams happen. And so to me, that's kind of like what I mean when I talk about hustle culture. And I mean, if you have follow-up questions on that, or like I can go further into that, but that's like pausing there and like what I mean by hustle culture and kind of why, um, I guess part of why like I'm really passionate about it is just the realizing how kind of distorted our vision or our view has become like of you know what our purpose is and like how the difference between working hard and grinding ourselves into the ground um as part of hustle culture yeah well those quotes it just sounds like that is a recipe for getting burnt out yeah. getting sick and then how are you going to get anything done when you or at home sick, you know, it's just, it's not a good uh, recipe for getting things done and actually achieving your dreams, I think. Right. Um, Yeah. So yeah. Do you want to talk about your story with hustle culture? Like, have you struggled with it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I could be wrong about this, but I feel like when I really started, um, seeing more about hustle culture and seeing like quotes, like the ones that I read to you were a couple years ago when I really feel like when network marketing really started taking off. So like companies that are like the multi-level marketing companies like Beachbody, if you're familiar with it, or uh, there's so many, Cinegens, Monat, um, Rodin and Fields. And these are like amazing companies. And I um, actually became a Beachbody coach for a couple years, um, joined my friends who were just this like um, incredible community of women who uh, were just so driven and passionate about creating their future, right? Like chasing like the vision, um, on their vision board, like that they created and wanting to just like, um, live at work really hard now so that they could like create freedom in their future to like live out their dreams. And that really appealed to me because like we shared earlier, like I've always kind of been someone who's kind of erred on the side of like overworking myself. I just, um, and struggling with finding my worth in how well I'm doing at whatever I'm doing. And so I, um, jumped like full, like full force, two feet in, into building that online business. I also was still working full time. (laughs) And at the time, my job, my day job was taking me up to San Francisco every single week. So I would leave on Mondays and I would come home on Friday evenings and I was a newlywed. And so just all of these different things started come like coming together at one time. But I felt like I couldn't slow down because I was like caught in what I kind of referred to as like the riptide of 
the hustle current or the hustle culture. Um, like where you're just like, you know, when you're at the beach and like you're swimming in the ocean and it's like so fun and then you just like get caught in the wave in the current and like in this riptide and you don't know which way is up and like you can't breathe anymore. And um, that might sound dramatic, but it really does feel like that. I think when you get to that point where you are so burned out and um, so that was like, it, I kind of had this like moment of reckoning at the end of 2018, where I just realized that um, everything that was supposed to be like this idea of like this hustle culture, where if I worked harder, if I worked longer, if I just worked like worked faster, that I could somehow achieve freedom. Like, right, that was on my vision board. I had this like epiphany where I realized that like actually this thing that was supposed to like bring me freedom actually just, I became a slave to it. And it actually was just holding me captive where like I, what was like the point of this? Like, you know, I was sleeping maybe four hours a night for years. My um, relationship with my husband was so strained because I had nothing to give. I was so impatient, so tired, so stressed, wasn't giving my, the best version of myself at my day job, wasn't giving the best version of myself to my customers um, in that online business. And so I just realized that something had to change and something had to give. And so I ended up deciding to uh, stop doing online business and just focus on my day job and my <laughs> relationship with my husband. Um, and really starting trying to prioritize like my relationship with God again. And then that was kind of like coming up for air is like what that felt like, just the sense of relief where then it was like the following January, it was 2019 where I sat down for quiet time with God for like the first time since I could remember. And I was just like, I don't, it, it felt like that. It just kind of felt like coming back up for air and like feeling like I could breathe again and trying to get perspective on my life again. And I feel like that was so rambly and I was talking for so long. <laughs> so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> no, that was awesome. And it just really makes me think um, people that are dealing with that, which I have been there, or sometimes I get stuck where like I'm doing so much. And then if I stop and take a break, like I can't get back to it. And so like, I'm not physically doing the work, but in my head, I'm just like overwhelmed and like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And, um, so a couple of things, one is tomorrow is not always promised. So you definitely don't want to, for people listening, like you don't want to be living that kind of life where you're, you know, you're not getting rest. You're feeling like not good. You're feeling terrible. And then also you mentioned at the beginning that, um, you struggle with like, if what your work is, is good enough, basically, is that what you meant at the beginning? You said something like that about, um, um, but, uh, I probably was talking about finding my worth, like in my work, yes. like my value and my purpose and my worth that I can like really just look to like how well I'm doing at work to like, tell me, you know, am I worth, am I enough? Like, <laughs> am I valuable, uh, in just life? Exactly. So yeah, I struggle with that too. So you really have to think like, do you want to be feeling like that? Like, is your dream worth feeling not great? And then knowing that tomorrow is not promised. So you're living your life, not feeling great, not connecting with God, not making time for your friends and family and the things that are really important in your life. Um, even though work is important too, of course, like your purpose and everything, but that's just something to think about. And then also, um, you had said something, you talked actually the mess, the, questions you sent me. Um, you talked about scripture and how God tells us to work hard. Do you want to go in on that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And something you said, I want to double back on for a second, because um, I realized when I was talking that I wanted to circle back on is just that um, I want to also emphasize that I don't believe that my message is that people shouldn't do online businesses. I just wanted to like make sure um, because I know I said like for me, it was like I realized that like I needed to stop my online business because I was like a slave to hustle culture. And so I just want to kind of reemphasize that like that was the right choice for me was to step out of that. And I do believe that God was using me in that job for a long time. And then it was time for me to leave it. So I completely support people doing their online businesses. But for me, it was time um, to make a decision. And that was what I had decided um, through talking with God that I needed to take off my plate. But anyway, back to scripture, now that I gave that caveat. Um, yes, this is important to me because I feel like um, scripture continues to talk about the importance of hard work. And if you just like look up, like what does scripture say about working hard, you'll find verse after verse after verse where it says like, don't be lazy. Uh, one of my favorites is in Colossians 3, 23 through 24, where it says like, with everything you do, like do it with your full heart as if you were doing it directly for God and not for man, because ultimately we're serving um, Christ Jesus. And so um, even in the smallest things, I know I was just talking about this earlier this week where it was just Luke 16, 10 says that like being, um, if you can be faithful in small things and you can be faithful in big things, like, but if you can't be trusted with small things, you can't be trusted. Uh, with big things. And so I think, and to me, that means too, like no matter like the smallest job or like seemingly meaningless tasks, like everything that we do, we need to be working as if um, the God of gods, the Lord of lords, um, the God of angel armies has specifically asked us to do that because that's what it is. Like everything we do is an opportunity to bring him glory and to honor him um, no matter what our job is and what we're doing. And so I think it is really important to understand that scripture does tell us to work hard. And so like when I'm saying we need to like not be a part of hustle culture anymore, what I am not saying is that we just get to slack off, cut corners and be lazy. What I'm saying is that um, we need to not idolize the hustle. We need to not idolize work. We need to not idolize like um, our dreams on this earth because this is just a temporary stop for us, <laughs> right? And so what we need to make sure we're doing is keeping our eyes on, on God because ultimately um, I think the difference there, like something that is kind of like my kind of guiding principle now is just really thinking about like what, where is my heart? Like what is my motivation for working so hard? you know, why am I actually doing this? Why do I actually want to achieve this dream or pursue this promotion or whatever? Um, and if it's because I do want to continue to bring God glory, if I want to use his, the gifts and talents that he's given me, if I want to use my job as a mission field, uh, and so, and I want to do my job well, and I want to, you know, keep doing that, then that's great. Um, but scripture also says in Matthew 6, 24, that we can't serve two masters. And so if my actual, if I'm pretending that I'm working this hard because I'm serving God, but what I'm actually doing is trying to give myself glory. Um, you know, scripture says in first Samuel 16, 17, that like God knows our heart, you know, like no matter, we can fool people with their actions, but God knows like our motivations and he knows our hearts. And so it's just so important to find that balance between uh, God calling us to work really hard, 
However, the why we're doing that matters and that our motivation needs to be bringing God glory, not ourselves glory. Yeah, absolutely. And also people that are struggling with the hustle culture. um, It also, the Bible also talks about how we should work six days and give us a day off. So people are working 24 seven, you could start there by making sure you have one day off and then connect with God and go from there. I've noticed that it's really, really helpful to make time for God because he will guide you where he wants you to go. Like I recently was feeling so overwhelmed and there had, I had a ton of stuff I wanted to do, but I, I actually couldn't get into the flow of doing stuff. So I was just like overwhelmed in my head. Um, and I was praying about it and I really feel like God was just like, you need to take a break from social media. And that's what I've done. Like I'm doing a social media fast right now. And it's so helpful. Um, because it's like, you don't realize how distracted you become by these things. Um, and I'm getting a lot more done, but I'm also spending a lot more time with God. So I think that's really important. I love that. And it's amazing because it's funny to think about now, like that I'm in a healthier place emotionally and like, um, yeah, I guess emotionally and mentally where I understand that it's like taking one day off a week, you know, it sounds like, okay, just start there. And I can remember like a, when a time in my life where the idea of like taking a day off, like would cause anxiety. And so to your point of like, just trying to like take some practical steps. And like, I love that several times throughout this conversation, you've brought it back to just pray, like prayer, like just asking God. Um, Because I think that it sounds like it's such a simple thing to do, but I think it sounds so simple that it's also really simple to not do. You know, it's one of those things that it's like easy to just not pray about it because it's so easy to pray about it. And um, trying to like set those boundaries and just really asking God for the, his peace that transcends all understanding and his perspective of work, like you said, when he talks about the Sabbath, he took a day off after creating the world too, you know? And so um, I think it's really uh, valuable for you to like even share just some of your tips like that too, about like, what does it look like to start taking that step to someone who feels like taking a day off just sounds so um, stressful as opposed to restful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes back to prayer, when you feel like, oh, I don't want to pray or I don't have time to pray. That's the enemy talking because mm-hmm. there's always time to sit down for one to two minutes and say, you know, even seconds and talk to God yeah. and ask him to be there for you and ask him to guide you and give you the knowledge and the wisdom that you need to share his word. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with that and believe that, that Uh, what the enemy wants to do more than anything is to keep us from having a personal relationship with God and to um, keep us from just sitting in the presence of God and knowing him. And so anytime that he can keep us from praying, he's going to try to do that. And so I totally agree with you, just the importance of pushing through that and understanding that there's a spiritual battle going on <laughs> for us all the time. And that if we ever feel like we can't um, talk to God because we're too busy, that it's, we need to eat, like do whatever we can to make sure that we actually do talk to God so that we can kind of break that, break through that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Especially because he wants us to lean on him. He wants mm-hmm. us to say, Hey, I'm struggling. Like I need you. Like that is, yeah 
one of the reasons he's here. He wants to help us, you know, so um, super important to pray. So did you already touch on what God has revealed to you about hustle culture? Is that basically what you just touched on or was there more that you'd like to talk about? Um, so I did talk about it a little bit, but there was actually um, something I wanted to share too about um, just through the last couple of months through um, COVID-19 quarantine that I feel like God kind of even just like re-highlighted the importance of not getting wrapped up in hustle culture. So um, I, uh, earlier in quarantine, um, our pastor at church, I was watching, uh, one of the online sermons and he read scripture and it was called the scripture is second Timothy four ten, And the scripture is pretty short. Like it just says like Demas, I wrote it down so that I could share it with you. It says Demas in love with this present world has deserted me. And my pastor described that as one of the saddest descriptions in the new Testament. So Demas was friends and ministry partners with the Apostle Paul. And so uh, the story, like, we don't know too much about him. But I, like, tried to find out more about Demas online. We don't know too much about him. He's not mentioned very much in Scripture. But what we do know is that he was friends and ministry partners with Paul. And then essentially he just, he got caught up um, in chasing, the like, the, basically, like, the emptiness of this world. And he deserted Paul and went off to to a different city and like we never hear about demas again like that's the last verse that we hear about him or the last description we hear about demas uh in scripture and part of like what really struck me about that is because demas very well could have at the end of his life or even just the next week after he left Paul, he could absolutely have kind of rededicated his life to Jesus Christ and got his priorities back in order. I know like we're talking about how we struggle with that every day too. and We continue to reprioritize Christ. So Demas could have done that. But something that kind of chilled me when I thought more about it was that um, the idea that like, what if he didn't? What if Demas continued to just chase the empty promises of this world? He never really kind of came back um, and prioritize Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, but just continue to chase after whatever the world promised him. And then um, there's this verse in Matthew, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, um, where it describes where like there's people will try to get into heaven one day and God will look at them and say, I never knew you. And thinking about how easily that could be me how easily I could continue to like get caught up in chasing my career dreams, um, chasing, you know, trying to get glory for myself, um, chasing like whatever dreams my husband and I have created for ourselves in terms of like the house we want to live in one day or whatever we want to do with money when we save it up and all of that and make that my whole life about that, that to the point where like, I get to heaven one day and God says to me, like, I never knew you. And I mean, that almost like makes me get choked up because I just feel like, um, uh, that's so sad to me and scary to think that that like how easily that could really happen. And I know in your last podcast, you in, is his name Grantham? Yes. Yeah. Like you guys were talking about, um, like being like a lukewarm Christian and like, that's something that like strikes me too. Like, and I've been thinking about, it's just, like that the enemy wants us to be lukewarm because we're just kind of like in a sleepy state. We're not feeling super strong either way about God. And so it's just like, 
we're just kind of flying under the radar, not really caring about what we are prioritizing, not really thinking too much about it. Um, and so, but like thinking that we're good. So we're, you know, like we're good people or like we know that God exists. So like, I must be a Christian when like, that's not what Christianity is. Right. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of have like this moment of awakening or clarity again through like through this time of quarantine, like listening to that sermon, really thinking about more about what that means for me in my life. And then also with the uh, quarantine and COVID, just thinking about like, there were so many big businesses that like went bankrupt because of what happened with COVID. There are so many um, uh, people, people that I know who are like way more successful than me who have like gotten laid off because of COVID and just thinking about, you know, like this promise that hustle culture promises us, right. About like the future and our vision board, but it's like how many celebrities and rich people have to like tell us or show us that like money doesn't make you happy and doesn't solve all of your problems before we actually believe them. <laughs> and so um, that was kind of like my another, like just like another kind of reminder of just throughout like the last couple months of just the importance of prioritizing God as the head of our life and the God of our life and not prioritizing or idolizing hustle culture or work because that's not going to bring us happiness, joy, uh, and it's fickle. Like it's not ever, we're never going to feel like content or satisfied, um, or safe, you know, like that's, so anyway, that's what kind of relearned again in the last couple of months. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And we can, uh, look to God and talk to God about security and about, um, just providing for us, asking yeah. him, like, can you provide for us uh, when we're feeling stressed out about these things? Mm -hmm. And he always does. And he always will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you do every day to be closer to God, to build your relationship with him? Yeah. Um, so for me, having structure is like super important to me. I just do really well with structure. So it's important to me then or it's important for me then to actually establish what that structure is. Uh, and so, which is funny, I was just talking to a friend about this um, yesterday because she's the same way where she knows that she performs, she just does a lot better with structure, but she hasn't given herself structure in the last couple months. And so she just feels out of whack. So if you're listening to this and you're someone who does well with structure, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> create some structure. So for me, what that looks like is, um, the first thing I do in the morning is I have quiet time with God. And I even have like written on my whiteboard. It's like, am I honoring God with my first fruits? And to me, that doesn't, that um, also means like tithing, right? Like with uh, our finances, but I mean with my time too. Like, am I honoring God with like the, my, the, the first minutes of my day? And of course you can spend time with God any time of the day. But for me, I find that like my mind is the most clear. I'm the most peaceful, like first thing in the morning. And I get up super early so that like no one's bugging me at work. I don't feel stressed about being rushed. Um, and then, um, so yeah, so it's like, I just know that that's going to be my time. And so six days a week I do that, or I try to, sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, and then like Sundays, I usually then don't have like a dedicated quiet time, but then just my husband and I will watch church. And so um, 
that's kind of like a super practical thing that I do in terms of trying to like make bring God into my everyday is to have that time first thing in the morning. Um, and then I also have uh, different Bible verses and stuff where that I'll write down and like put around the monitor my computer screen. So like even throughout the workday, I can like see those and just kind of help remind me about um, just staying centered and focused on like what this is all about. <laughs> you know, it's not about this deadline. Like that's not why I'm here. Um, I am here uh, to like hopefully um, serve people in such a way and act in such a way that like has them ask me the question, like, why are you like this? That then gives me the opportunity to be able to share um, about my relationship with Jesus. Oh, I love that. That's so nice. Um, yeah. Do you pray during work or throughout your work day? Um, I, tr I definitely try to. Um, and I'd say that I've been getting a little bit better about it uh, even more recently. I think with like having Bible verses written on um, around my monitor, you know, and um, I don't know, sometimes I also set like a reminder just like it, for like the afternoon. So at like 2.30, I just get like a quick reminder to like shake out of it, right? Like <laughs> if I'm too like, it, you know, just like a reminder to like uh, keep my focus on like what this is all about. Again, like this isn't just about, you know, uh, my deadlines or work or what, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, but I'll say that I have been getting a lot better about trying to bring prayer into just like the normal daily activities of my life. Like even just starting this um, podcast, like right before we started recording and I just said a quick prayer together, just I'm trying to like normalize it more in my life so that it doesn't feel like something I do only when I sit down and have my prayer journal, but that it is more of an ongoing conversation with God. And so something that I've also tried to start doing is um, before meetings, because we have at my job, we have, a, it feels like a million Zoom meetings a day. <laughs> um, so I'm constantly going from like one video meeting to another video meeting. And so what I do is I just take like a deep breath before I join the next meeting and say a quick prayer about just my heart and like my perspective and like, you know, who I am in this meeting. And then I also try to say like one nice thing about each person um, who's going to be in that meeting. Uh, just so that I can like remember that these are also like children of God, right? Like just trying to like really recenter myself that like this, these aren't people who are just coworkers or just means to an end to like help me finish a project. Or these aren't just people who report to me and I need to like be responsible for, you know, them doing well at work, but like that these are children of God and that this is an opportunity for me um, to be an example, to be a light, even if I'm not saying Jesus's name in this meeting. Um, but to, again, just be someone who, uh, does just that God, the Holy Spirit shines through me. And I feel like if I'm able to pray throughout the day to like stay centered, that it helps with my mindset so that it's not just, I talk to God at 4:30 in the morning and then I will talk to him again the next morning at 4:30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is so nice. So I love that you say that you have scripture around your computer. Mm -hmm. um, I yeah. love that so much. And I it really makes me think like, I would like to get some scripture around my house. Um, yeah. And then also, that's amazing that you usually when I pray, I'm like, I pray for these people or, you know, I'd like to pray for them. I'd like to bless them. But um, I love that you before meeting, you will like, yeah. say nice things about them. That's just, yeah. I love it. It's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, it really does make a difference because I know, um, you know, for me, because I just get so focused on performing at work, right? And so if I can just take that second to separate myself from getting caught up in like that riptide of hustle culture, but or like, a you know, trying to accomplish something at work, but just, again, just remember that these are all people and that these people are flawed, just like myself. These people are going through a million different things. Some of these people are at home, like trying to work full time with their kids, helping their, who are like, they're kind of like homeschool teachers now too, because their kids are all home from school, like just kind of really um, humanizes people. And again, yeah, just kind of gives me that perspective of like, these are God's children. These are people who, um, uh, like eternity is at stake for each of us, right? Like that's like what we give up or like that's what's at stake when we choose to believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and place him like at the head of our life. Or if we like get wrapped up in hustle culture and like let that be the reason we exist and our purpose and our value, you know? And so just like, it's sobering, but it's also just, uh, I think brings me another level of like just back to earth, right? Like the humility <laughs> of just like, okay, you know, like, what are we really doing here? What is this really about? You know, it's not about this specific meeting, but it's about these people's souls. And like, depending on how I act now, has an impact on are they going to trust me later if I do have the opportunity to share Jesus with them? Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like you've kind of figured this all out and that you've, <laughs> <laughs> that you kind of, uh, I don't want to say quit the cussle up, uh, the hustle culture, but, um, you are not active in it right now. You've kind of got a schedule going on. Um, but when you do become overwhelmed or burnt out, what is it that you do? Um, <clears throat> that's a great question. So I know, and it's funny that you say that, that it seems like I've got it figured out. Cause I literally just wrote in uh, my prayer journal this morning that it's bold of me to, that I feel like it's bold of me to share all these tips and steps on my Instagram about like not being part of hustle culture, not being, you know, like a workaholic, not idolizing our jobs when on a daily basis, like I struggle with still falling back into it. So uh, it definitely is still like a very intentional um, decision for me on a daily basis uh, to not get caught up in finding my value and my worth in what I'm able to produce. But um, I will say that I, to your point, like I am in a much healthier place than I've been in a long time with that struggle. But for me, I know when I've uh, like the tell for me that I'm like overwhelmed or that I've like succumbed, I've gotten caught back up in this riptide is that I can tell when I become what I call like really crispy, like at work, like I'm just like really short tempered. I like have no, like the smallest thing will <laughs> make me go from zero to 60. Like even just if I knock something over, like you would have thought that like that, you know, cup like had, you know, some sort of like you know, something out for me. And it was like, it was a personal vendetta because I took so personally that like it knocked over when I touched it. Um, and so when I get to that point, um, what I do is um, I try to just like take a step back. And I know for me, if I'm at that level, what likely means is that I, I am very disconnected from my relationship with God. For me, it can like go, like go very quickly. I feel like if I miss a couple of days of just that intentional plug-in time, I can start to like get caught back up really quickly. Um, 
And so I think for me, it's really key on, I know that it's important for me to have that intentional quiet time. And so if I start to feel like I'm stressed out, if I'm getting... You guys, the uh, video, the recording just cut out because of internet, of course, Wi-Fi. Um, so the question that I asked was, what does Brittany do during burnt out um, when she's becoming overwhelmed? So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, essentially what I was sharing before and what I will share again is that I know when I've hit that point again, like when I have become um, caught back up in like the riptide of hustle culture, like when I become really short tempered or crispy is what I call it. Like, and just I'm crispy about everything for seemingly no reason. Um, or I be, I, be, I can become really um, harsh or judgmental um, about other people's productivity. And I know, like, so for me, if I get frustrated at someone else or what they're doing or what they're not doing, it's like a really quick tell for me that I've become disconnected from God and that I'm now kind of caught back up in the riptide. I know I keep using that analogy, but that's just something that really resonates with me. I'm like caught up in that riptide of hustle culture or idolizing work. And so then for me, um, what's really important is to make myself stop and spend time with Jesus. And I know we mentioned earlier that like that can seem when you are really kind of caught up in the moment, it can seem like even one to two minutes of prayer is something that feels like there's just no time. <laughs> there is absolutely zero time in my life to sit down for one to two minutes and pray because I just have too much to do. Um, but exactly as we said earlier, that's when I need it the most. And so making sure um, that I take a step back and that I just ask the Holy Spirit to like really give me the right heart and the right mindset. So I'll pray like, please, Holy Spirit, one, forgive me uh, for idolizing work again, for like making this my master. Um, and then two, like, please uh, give me, like tune my ears, my heart, my eyes, that I can hear uh, your truth, that I know your truth, that I can see your truth, that I can have your perspective of this situation, of my life, of my purpose, of these people, and not my own. And um, even just taking a couple deep breaths, and separating myself for just even a couple minutes, it's incredible how much of a difference that can make and just kind of bring me back to, um, to God. And I was going to say back to earth, but I think that's the issues that I'm too caught up in earth <laughs> when I'm in those moments. Um, and then just, yeah, and just making sure that I get back on track where I am back in a routine where I am spending that structured time uh, with Jesus, that I am surrounding myself with people who are like-minded, uh, who can encourage and challenge me to, um, and kind of point me back to God when I kind of get off track. And so I think those are um, just a couple of things like that I do to just kind of really help me um, stay like in my relationship with God, continue to have the right mindset, but that if I do get off track, like the things that I do that bring me back is just as simple as making sure I'm spending time with God so that I can have his mindset over my own. <laughs> I love that you say uh, you get crispy. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, so crispy. <laughs> yeah, crispy. Um, and I totally get the whole becoming, I don't know if you said uh, 
I don't remember the words you use, but uh, for me, it's like snappy, I guess. I get like snappy at people and I recognize when I'm overwhelmed and sometimes I may not even be doing something. I just will get myself worked up in my head and I will stop breathing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. like, I need to breathe because yeah. one, that's going to help. Um, <laughs> and then two, I, I just like say, I just say, God, please help me through this. Please help mm-hmm. me through this, God. Um, and I turn to him. But yeah, crispy. Now when I'm not breathing, I'm going to be like, I am crispy right now. <laughs> yes. Um, and then also you made me think of, you just reminded me too of like in those moments where, yeah, like I feel like I just can't breathe. Like there's just like no time. You know, I'm just like so cut up. Um, something else that helps that's just even like more practical is just like after I've had that moment where I take a deep breath, where I then, you know, talk to Jesus for a hot minute. Um, then just even like looking at what I'm working on or what I'm trying to get done and when, and really looking at like, am I creating unnecessary stress because I put some deadline on myself that doesn't actually have to be the deadline? Is there something that I can move to tomorrow if I feel like I don't have the capacity to do it today? Is there something I can pass off to someone else? Am I taking on too much? You know, so it's like, there also is like that part two where it's like part one, take a deep breath. Part two, spend time with Jesus. And then look at your work with fresh eyes of like, what am I trying to do right now? And what really needs to get done? And what can I move to another day or time or even just later in the day? Um, so that there is more space um, to just have more of that peace as opposed to like getting so um, anxious and like wrapped up in the to-do list. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. I do that too. And I make timelines for myself. I'm like, oh, I want this done by this time or this day or whatever. And then I get so overwhelmed and I don't realize like, oh, like I can actually change this. Like I don't have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to realize like nobody, nobody's like making me do this. Um, right. Like I can, I can change my plans and like, it's not going to hurt anyone. It's going to be fine. Right. right. Um, Sometimes we get so caught up in like getting stuff done that, you know, that hustle culture. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It'll get (laughs) you. Yeah. Um, Do you have any last words of advice for people that are struggling with the hustle culture, struggling with, um, you know, working and working and working? Yeah. um, I think I would just say that it's, like to understand that it's, it could be a lifelong struggle and to not um, feel guilty or shamed or frustrated by that. Um, I know for me, I can, um, I don't know if you are like familiar with or a fan of like the Enneagram, Um, but for me, I'm a three, which is the achiever. And which means that like, it's all about like your motivations. And for me, like I'm really driven by the motivation to achieve things, which plays into the whole thing about like feeling valuable or successful only when I'm producing something or being productive or achieving something. And so for me, it kind of, I just have to remind myself because I can get frustrated with like, why am I still struggling with this? Like now, like I pray about this all the time, or I now have this Instagram account where I'm trying to encourage other, uh, I mean, anyone, but really women who are struggling with this challenge too. But like, here I am still, like, if I don't really pay attention, I like it caught right back up into that riptide. Um, 
and I would say like, just, I want to remind anyone who's listening to this, who resonates with that, that uh, there is no condemnation in Christ. You know, like scripture says that, uh, you know, in John three sixteen and 17, that like Jesus came to save the world. He didn't come to judge the world. And so just remembering like that there is grace through him and that he never looks at us and feels like, seriously, you're struggling with that again you know, his invitation is keep coming back to me. Like it's my grace and my strength that's sufficient for you. Like, of course you cannot do it by yourself. That's why I had to send my son to save you. And I know that you're perfect and I know that you're going to keep struggling with this, but, um, you know, he created us with these talents and with these drives and passions for a reason. And we can also be really powerful tools for the kingdom. And so we should expect that like all of our strengths and our passions and our talents that because that's like those things coming together is how God can use us most powerfully to advance his kingdom on earth. We should expect that that's exactly where the enemy is going to continue to try to hit us the hardest to change our perspective and to distract us so that we, all of those things are used, are not being used for the kingdom of God. Um, he doesn't want us to advance in the kingdom of God on earth. So we should expect that's going to be a lifelong biggest struggle for us not be frustrated with ourselves because we're human and because we're struggling with that. <clears throat> so I don't know if that ended up making sense, but that's what I would say is just have grace for yourself because God's given you grace for it already. And just keep going back to him and expect that that's going to be um, a, a challenging point for you if that's a struggle for you. Um, and so just keep the right mindset about it as opposed to trying to deal with it by yourself. I think that was beautifully said. And I think that was something I really needed to actually hear yes. because I have been struggling with not just like hustle culture, but other things. And, yeah. um, that enemy definitely gets to me and says things, um, like maybe you're not a good enough Christian or maybe, you know, you, since you're not a perfect Christian, you shouldn't be sharing the word of God and everything. Um, and then I just, you know, I've decided I've, of course, I'm going to share the word of God. Like that's mm -hmm. one of the things he wants us to do. And I'm going to keep going back. I'm not going to listen to the enemy. And yeah. you saying that just was a breath of fresh air. So thank you. Oh, I'm that like gave me the chills. Like I am so glad, you know, because I just, yeah, want to like continue to encourage you in that because if Christian, if like no one spoke up unless they were a perfect Christian, then like literally no one would ever say anything, you know? And so just yeah, walk in the freedom of Christ and uh, the grace of Christ where um, he wants to use us. And I feel like people, one thing that I've noticed too, like I feel like people really, we can tell when someone's being authentic and when someone's being genuine and people don't like it. Like when people just try to pretend to be perfect all the time, because we know that that's not true. And so being honest with your struggles, being honest with challenges, being honest with where the enemy is trying to attack you, I think it's just, again, one, taking the power away from the enemy to like use those things. Cause I can't remember the scripture, but it's something about like bringing things out into the light, like kind of reduce the power. Um, but if things are kept in darkness, like they just seem like a lot more powerful. So like speaking out of like the enemy's trying to prevent me from sharing my message because he's telling me these lies, um, takes his power away. You know, so like walk forward with the power of Christ because you do have such a powerful God-given calling on your life and you should expect that the enemy at every turn is going to try to prevent you from sharing your message, from creating more podcasts, from um, speaking the truth and light into the world. And so 
like I will continue praying for protection over you that from like, you know, and that, um, that no scheme of the enemy prevails on your life. And I would just encourage you to keep praying that for yourself too. And just know that he's out there trying to mess you up and trip you up and just say, no, thanks. <laughs> I've got too much to do with the Lord. I've got no time for you today. Yes. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Okay. Where can people find you? Um, they can find me on my Instagram, which is um, Purpose Driven Homebody. Um, and Purpose Driven, there's like an underscore underneath it. Like it's Purpose underscore Driven and then period Homebody. I probably could have made that easier, but we've already done it. So <laughs> there's a lot of punctuation in there. Please take the time to find me because I'd love to connect with you on there. Um, but that's like really like that's the only profile or online presence that I really have that I use. So, okay, yeah, and I will link it down below in the bio so people can find you easy. Okay. All right, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, thank you, and thank you so much again for inviting me um, to be on here. This is like the first podcast that I've ever been a part of. And so just really appreciate just the opportunity to get to spend some time with you and to be on your podcast. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I will talk to you soon. All right. God bless. All right. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the hashtag create your earth life podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to Brittany and I talk. I got a lot out of listening to her. She has a lot of great knowledge and sorry about it being cut off in the middle. Um, for some reason, the internet stopped or whatnot. And I could have edited it in a way where she wasn't repeating anything. But honestly, the, I listened to it. And the first time she answered the question, and the second time she answered it, she did add in some of the same stuff. But everything she says has so much value. So I just want to keep it all in there. And now I would like to end the podcast with reading a little bit of scripture. I think it's perfect for this podcast. And here it is. John 15. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. So you hear that, guys? It is so important to stay connected with God, to include him in anything, anything and everything. He is number one. We are serving him. He created us. We are using all that he has given us to serve him, to do our job, to work, and I am so grateful for him. And just remember that what I just read from the Bible, that we cannot bear ripe fruit without him. Or we cannot bear fruit without him. So we need him. We need him to help us through our days. We need him at work. It is so, so important to have him with us, to pray, to read the Bible, and to know that everything we do is for him. All right, guys, I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless.